Welcome, everyone, to the Food, Farms, and Chefs radio show with restaurant industry author Kevin Wilson, highly acclaimed chef Gene Blum, and food photojournalist Amaris Pollock. Join them as they interview the biggest names in the restaurant industry, tell you about the latest food trends, and give you recipes and cooking tips too. So let's get the show started. Welcome to our listeners around the world via the podcast and our Facebook podcast platform. Our listeners on our FM station in New York and our two Philadelphia radio stations. It's Tuesday evening drive time for you. We have an outstanding show today, so let's get this great show started. Everyone, and welcome to Food Farms and Chefs. Uh, I am would love to introduce you to one of the biggest PR agents in the Philadelphia area and a friend, um, Corey Aversa of Aversa PR and Events. Corey, welcome to our show. Hey there, it's so nice to uh, connect with you today. It's great to connect with you today too. So um, for our listeners out there, like they, not everyone knows how much goes on behind the scenes to make all of these events happen. Uh, and you are one of, as I had said, one of the biggest PR people that are in that, you know, showcase different clients and restaurants and events in and around the city of Philadelphia. Um, so tell our listeners a little about you and a little about what you do. Uh, sure. So Versa PR has been around a little over, or right right around 10 years, give or take. Um, I started with PR in college at Syracuse University is where my degree is from. Moved here probably about 20 years ago and actually went into fundraising, then ran a foundation and then uh, sort of circled back to PR um, and started to do some special events nothing like the PR I'm doing now. Um, and social media wasn't even a thing back then. Um, so after a couple of years, I actually started working with East Passionate Avenue. But my first uh, client was food-related, uh, Miss Goody Cupcake on East Passionate. From there, I sort of filled in a little bit when someone was on vacation for East Passionate Avenue. And the rest has been history. Um, back then, it was sort of transitioning from Friendster and MySpace over to Facebook. Um, some of our early clients, we actually helped get people like East Passion Avenue on Facebook and Instagram wasn't even a thought, let alone TikTok. But um, over the years, we've you know come to specialize in the food industry, hospitality, tourism, theaters, you name it, and we're doing it right now. Um, we, I would say, are the only PR, uh, one of the only PR in the country that really specializes in business improvement districts, main streets, and neighborhoods. What does that mean for all of the foodies listening to you guys? That means we were part of that team that helped um, make East Passchunk what it is today. South Street Headhouse District and the Queen Village dining scene. Obviously in recent years, the North Liberties dining scene. We're working with all sorts of places in Fishtown, but we've now come to represent not only food neighborhoods, but up to 130 restaurants. So it's been a whirlwind. Um, and I think I just want to plug, you know, when we're talking about food PR, it's not just writing a press release and working about a special, but you all might not know some of the restaurants that you've actually been in. We helped conf, uh, consult on the interior design, the menu development, um, how something is going to look or feel. If you actually go to uh, Punk Burger on East Passion, the things in the window are literally from the backseat of my car, and we helped come up with the entire idea of the new, uh, the mini new pasture up in the front where the arcade is. 
So it's a lot that you see in obvious things, but it's a lot of things you don't even see that is working on up the concierges so we're fully invested and one of the biggest food pr in the country you are definitely and i don't know if that's my 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 microphone or not but um you're definitely one of the biggest and most um you you get a lot of accolades and you know some of the things that you do <laughs> you've gotten numerous awards over over the years um so why don't you tell our listeners about some of the awards that you've received? Because I mean, you really do a fantastic job like hosting and creating these environments where people can go and just, you know, celebrate and everything's, you know, runs so seamlessly with you behind the scenes. Not for you, but you make it so it seems seamless. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so yeah, we're very uh, proud to win a bunch of awards and sort of on a string of awards lately. Like it seems like it's one every few weeks for almost two years in a row. Um, <coughs> a lot of them were about the the pandemic and pivoting and keeping the city open, uh, leading all the way up to everything we did with Pride last year and this year. We just got named um, best publicist and best PR agency by Metro. I haven't even really shared this on uh, social media yet, but we are named one of the top PR companies by the Business Journal, one of the top LGBT-owned companies by the Business Journal. I just won the President's Award from Philadelphia Association of Black Journalists. Um, and then just a couple days ago, uh, City and State named me one of the top 100 LGBT power um, folks in the state. And of course, you know, one of the most meaningful, um, making the Philadelphia Magazine, you know, top 76 most influential Philadelphians. So, um, it's such an honor, but it's an honor for like everyone we work with. Like I love awards, like who doesn't, but it really shows off like how much, and it's really an award for our team and for uh, our restaurants and all of our clients. So we're so happy to um, be out there, just do it. It's, it's just a reward to do what we do. And you do do a lot. Um, and I congratulate you on all of the words. And I, I think every time I see you post a new one, I'm like, oh my God, another one. Congratulations. Um, so one of the things that you had mentioned is, you know, your award with being one of the top um, LGBTQ uh, businesses, you know, PR agents in the city. And you have so much going on because June is the like pride month. It's the month to just be proud. Like, I mean, you celebrate pride every day of the year, but June is set aside for pride month specifically. And you have a lot of events that are going on in the city. So our listeners can participate in so many of them, but why don't you tell us some of the things going on? Certainly, certainly. And I kind of pick ones that, you know, your listeners who are foodies would love. Um, we have a couple things going on all month long, starting with the Sofitel Drag Tea. It is your new twist or your drag twist on the classic tea service. It's a boozy tea. It comes with your first drink and this amazing tower of different treats from your little finger sandwiches to rainbow pastries. Um, it's with Brittany Lynn and the Philly um, Drag Mafia is every Saturday at the Sofitel. It is one of my favorite events. I went there um, for the kickoff and I'll be posting videos. I haven't even gotten to post the videos yet, but for foodies, if you love things to do, it's a great day, uh, day date spot. It's a great spot with your friends, but it's one of my favorite events and it goes all month long every Saturday. Um, Evil Genius uh, has Love is Love. Uh, what we're billing is like the Pride Month beer of Philadelphia. 
Um, so I know, oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> you, um, you joined us for the kickoff party, and we're so proud, and the proceeds of that um, go to benefit the Trevor Project. And speaking of benefits, we have the biggest benefit of them all, which is Cocktails for a Cause. It is 11 of the city's largest and most notable and most recognized restaurants and bars, especially a lot of the outdoor ones. It is Morgan's Pier. It's Parks on Tap. It is Concourse. It is the Garden at Cherry Street. And of course, it's Liberty Point, um, plus all of their other restaurants. Each restaurant during the month of June will have a cocktail associated with the all-inclusive Gay Pride Rainbow, which means it has the black and brown stripe. But this year we added on the one that has the pink and the light blue and the um, white stripe to represent our trans community. So 11 places, 11 colors of that all-inclusive rainbow and a dollar from every cocktail will go to four different charities. And if you do the math, we're talking thousands of cocktails and thousands of participants. Last year we reached almost 6,000. Um, so this year we're hoping to get eight or 10,000 people joining in. And of course, we have a special guest, the Philadelphia Flyers and Flyers Charities is joining us. And you better believe they helped us design that orange cocktail. And we even have a kickoff party where Gritty's going to be at um, to add to the family fun nature of the festivities. So that's really fun. And that's one of my favorite. And so far, I think I've drank about uh, six of the cocktails. So <laughs> we'll have actually a media invitation that'll go out. So you guys will get that as well to try the cocktails too. A um, couple other quick things. We've got the bank, uh, the Bagels and Co. Rainbow uh, Bagel Benefit. That's a mouthful, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, proceeds, uh, a portion of proceeds from the Rainbow Bagels will go to charity this month as well. And there's two really high-end, really awesome fundraisers. Again, the message is not just to celebrate pride, but to give back. So we've got the Guest Chef Charity Dinner Series with uh, Chef Diana from Virginia. Uh, she's going to be popping up at Stina on Tuesday, June 21st. Reservations are already open on Resi. And it's one of our, uh, Hardinia is one of our city's most notable LGBT-owned businesses. And she's matching up with Chef Bobby for the night. And it's going to be delicious, terrific, and meaningful. And it's going to give back. Um, we also have uh, Volver. So I know that's one of our most notable programs that we've been promoting since last year. Well, there is reopened from the pandemic at the Kimball Center and Chef um, Jose Garces will introduce the brand new chef in residence. I think a favorite of you guys over there as well, uh, Dane DeMarco. So uh, Chef Dane will uh, present a selection of offerings next to uh, Chef Garces and the Valvera menu. And then the entire uh, month starting in, um, on June 15th, the menu will be up until July and you can support uh, one of our region's uh, most wonderful uh, LGBT community member chefs, uh, Dane DeMarco. I, I definitely look forward to that. Um, and especially uh, throwing back to the um, the drag tea, I 100% I need to buy tickets to, to go to the drag tea because that's something that I adore. Um, and plus, you know, you feel a little fancy when you're there. <laughs> Um, so now you are not just in the city, you also do things that are outside of the city. Um, you, I know you, I think, have done events in Delaware, um, New Jersey, but speaking of New Jersey, the shore, since the warm, it's warmer weather out, you have a lot of things that are going to be popping up at the shore. I think that you expanded out there a little bit further. 
Uh, we did, we did. So um, we are working on, um, I think, seven different short homes uh, this season. Um, so let's start with the food, shall we? The Harry's, <laughs> Barn, um, Harry's Ocean Barn Grill is right next to uh, the Montreal Beach Resort, which is also our client. So starting with the Montreal, they have been spending the last few months under new ownership, um, renovating the rooms and getting ready for their first summer season under the new owners. So that's really exciting. The rooms are looking beautiful. They're uh, really filled up for the summer. Um, and Harry's has a really terrific chef, uh, Chef Jimmy. Um, he is uh, serving up uh, a feast on the menu. He's got a couple things left from the old menu with his own twist, but he's completely revamped most of it. But you're not going to walk in and be startled. Like if you like the old menu, it's taking it to the next level. But if you're looking for elevated dishes, he's got those too. He had a seafood martini that was like literally the size of my head. And it had the most wonderful, fresh, gorgeous seafood dripping off the sides of it. And it was like perfection. We had it for Mother's Day as a special. And now it's continuing all summer long. Um, one thing I love about Harry's too, whether you're staying at the Montreal or somewhere else in Cape May or stopping by for dinner, they are the only spot in that area and the hottest spot and the biggest spot that's doing outdoor, indoor, seven day a week live entertainment. So it is awesome. You've got great food. Their bar program is phenomenal. There's things for every taste. They've got the wine cellar uh, next door, but paired up with seven days of music and you've got a party and it's a summer long party in Harry's and the Montreal in Cape May. Um, we're also working with uh, uh, Kickback Tiki uh, Cruises. So you could have your own BYO cruise around Wildwood, uh, the shores of Wildwood. Um, they're a great duo. They're two young guys who are making the dream come true this year. They actually met as sort of pandemic friends about a year ago. They custom built over the last few months this amazing boat with a tiki bar in the middle and they're pairing up with the Salty Mermaid. So you can get your food there or you can bring your own food, um, but it is BYO. So you can bring your beer, but you can go all fancy and bring tiki drinks and fun colorful glasses. They've got a great sound system and it's got a bathroom. So that's a great amenity when you look at the other boats at the shore. Um, we have, without a queue, uh, the beach ball, uh, Murder Mystery uh, is coming to resorts. Uh, so actually, we'll be sending out information um, that's brand new. The info is about to go out. Um, but that'll be there all summer long, where you literally get to go around and solve this murder mystery with without a queue. And it's at resorts. And it's big. You can bring big groups, big parties, or you could just go on a date night. But whatever you do, it's not to be missed. And it's going to be super fun. Um, and without a cue, you guys might know is the people who brought the Golden Girls here in the spring. And guess what? I've got your tip, but I hear that Friends is coming in the fall. So from Golden Girls to Friends. Um, without a cue is also doing Murder in the Jazz Age, Murder Mystery Walking Tours in Old City this summer. Um, so with that said, before we jump to Old City, because I know you have a question there, but we also are working with Winnell Winery. They've got amazing festivals. They had a terrific jazz festival over Memorial Day weekend. They had a bloom festival in May. They've got food specials. They're actually working on some new food and drink concepts and definitely head there for the new festival grounds. And it goes without saying, if you're out there, don't miss my favorite, the blueberry champagne. 
Everybody loves the blueberry champagne from there. Now, are they also doing, because I think like in previous years, they did um, Friday night fireworks or something to that regard. Are they still doing that? Or um, are they going to have specific dates where they set off? Obviously, July 4th, but... <laughs> Uh, they do have a lot of, uh, I would look at their website uh, for the schedule of the fireworks. I know that a lot of the events we've been specifically working on uh, have that as the finale, mm. um, but I would check out their website because they're adding more and more, especially as they just opened those festival grounds. So I would definitely check out their website. And they also are, you can also, you know, make reservations to sleep over. So if you want to visit Renault Winery, you can also, you know, drink as much as you want, but have the same, the safety of being able to be like, oh, you know what, I can check in. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And they're the people that are opening the LBI National Golf Course um, as well, which is actually just soft open for golfing. But by the, uh, I'd say six to eight months, we're going to have more to talk about with Renault and LBI uh, Golf Course because the food and the drink and the clubhouse will open. But for now, it's a great spot to go and golf. Which is amazing. Um, now, I, I don't know if we're close to time or not at this point, but um, I, I don't know if you have anything else, you know, coming up, but I will throw back to the, uh, the, the Tiki boats. Yep. Um, one of the things that I saw in the press release that you had sent out is that they, on, on top of doing like private rides, you know, you can have up to, I think, six people um, for, for each boat ride, but they go to sandbars. <laughs> And if anybody, if anybody's ever been on a boat and it's like, you know, like a sandbar is kind of really fun because it's out in the middle of, you know, the ocean um, and you can get out of the boat and swim around, but you're kind of like in a shallow area. It's really fun. So I highly recommend checking them out. Oh, for sure. And um, the last two things to just throw a quick mention, because uh, I know you were interested. Old City Eats is back. It's every yes. Thursday. Had dozens of your favorite restaurants and new ones to try too. Um, dozens of your favorite spots in Old City. Come on out for discounted uh, happy hour. But it's a great program. You can pick one or two or three places. One Thursday, it's sort of like a little bit more of a foodie version of Center City Sips. Um, and with that said, I will leave with the biggest food event that we're doing this summer, which is uh, Second Street Festival. We just had Northern Liberties Night Market. There was thousands of people, somewhere between five and 10,000. We were so pleasantly surprised at the turnout and the reception. And now it's full steam ahead to Second Street Festival, uh, the first uh, weekend of June, or, oh, sorry, August. So uh, coming out then, we're gonna have more about it, but I'm just putting it under radar. Don't sleep on the Second Street Festival. It's gonna be amazing. It will be, and I've been to Second Street Festival. It's huge. Um, and for our listeners out there, it's free to attend, but it's pay as you go. <laughs> Just FYI. <laughs> so, um, Corey, thank you for joining us, but let our listeners know, and if there's any clients out there, how can they find you and how can they find more information on Pride? Sure. So for Pride, very easy, www.phillygaypride.com. You can also find it on Instagram. For me, uh, at K-O-R-Y, Corey Aversa on Instagram. Don't forget on TikTok, that's where I'm sharing all the food content first publicist and then of course aversapr.com all right Corey, thank you so much for joining us on food farms and chefs and i look forward to seeing you at all of the events you too you too thank you Corey. thank, thank you Corey. let's take a break and we'll be right back 
To become a sponsor of our show and have your business or event promoted on every single podcast platform, two Philadelphia radio stations on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. evening drive time, an FM station in New York, and to the millions of Facebook users worldwide with access to the Facebook mobile app. Send us an email to either foodfarmsandchefs at yahoo.com or diningonadime at yahoo.com. And we're back. Chef Gene, introduce us to your fabulous guest. Well, it is such an honor to talk about one of the premier restaurants businesses in the Wilmington area. And, you know, someplace that just excels in some of the greatest seafood and, and foods in the region. Uh, it is with great honor that I introduce the executive chef, John, and the vice president of Crab de Jour Beau. Welcome to Food Farms and Chefs, gentlemen. Thank you for joining us today to talk about your incredible business. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. It is truly an honor to have not familiar. Shame on them with your business. Tell our listeners a little bit about Crab de Jour, the concept itself, the menus, and so forth. Uh, so I will start uh, first, then John can add in the, uh, the our specialty dishes. Um, the Crab de Jour is the French, and it translates roughly to Crab of the Day, which spotlights our fresh, high-quality seafood that we serve each and every every day. So John can tell you a little bit about our our signature. Yeah, so basically um, our specialty is our boils, um, where you, you get to pick your seafood by the half a pound or by the pound. We have snow crab, Dungeness crab, king crab. Uh, when in season, we have blue crab that we get direct uh, from the boaters themselves, the commercial fishermen. Try to buy as locally as possible when we can. Um, snow crab, we buy direct from uh, can, uh, Canada. We buy truckloads of snow crab for all of our locations. And basically, you pick all your seafoods, whether you want shrimp, snow crab, and then everything comes by the half pound or by the pound, and you get corn, potatoes, and then you could add on things like sausage and broccoli. And then basically, we steam that for you exactly how you want it, and then you pick your sauce. Um, that's what we're known for is the sauce we put in to just make the flavors really pop. And we have a garlic butter, we have a Cajun, we have a lemon pepper, and then our house specialty, which is our crab du jour, which is kind of like a mix of all of them flavors all together. And then you can pick it, if you want it spicy, we'll, we'll, we'll throw some cayenne in there and heat it up for you. So, When we talked about the uh, buying crabs from your locations, bring our listeners up to date on how many locations you have and where they're located. Oh, uh, we uh, currently we have 85 locations throughout the country, and uh, we will open the actually the first establishment in Chicago in late June. Uh, so we are primarily located on the East Coast. So we start to expand in the West, West and the South regions. The next one to two years. Wonderful. That's a that's an aggressive uh, expansion project. Good luck to you. And- and I, and I know you. with the team that you have, you will get that done. 
So we're coming up on an anniversary of the Wilmington location. Uh, anything special planned for that anniversary? Any uh, you know great events going on related to the anniversary coming up in Wilmington? On June 9th at 4.30, we will celebrate one-year anniversary by cutting the ribbon with the Newcastle County Executive, Matthew Mayor, uh, Wilmington Chamber of Commerce, Delaware State Representatives, and other local civic leaders. Uh, we will invite the doctors, nurses, firefighters, uh, police officers, and EMTs for an exclusive dinner we prepared right afterwards. So the McKean High School marching band, uh, behind band director Kevin Reeves, will perform music throughout the event. Well, several local amateur and professional teams' mascots will be in attendance to entertain those, entertain those frontline heroes who will be able to attend. So your business exciting. is very, very, very supportive. Uh, first responders through the entire nation. And obviously, we all thank you so much for that. I mean, you've been going above and beyond. Um, you know, besides the obvious, you know, they're doing a thing. Is there a particular reason that you just grabbed hold of that desire and have been you know, so supportive of our first responders? Uh, when we open our doors in a community, uh, we make it a, a point to fully immerse ourselves and the active participants within it. So that's our concept. So for us, giving back is not only one-time thing. It's something that we do as much as possible. In every location that we open, we love to partner with like a charity, local charities, food banks, uh, and in, in that region. So we also like to give back to our first responder at the schools when we get when we give it the chance, uh, whether it's helping with like a fundraiser or dropping off nice warm meals for staff members. Uh, so we have been doing this uh, ever, you know, especially ever since the pandemic started. Um, so when we opened in Wilmington, we know we were uh, we were debuting an amazing community that was on the rise. So that community has supported us, and the first responders have supported us all. So this is the least we could do to celebrate our first year in business in Delaware. Um, so we began feeding first responders and health healthcare workers for many of our establishments almost everywhere. Then we significantly ramp up the initiatives once we, once you know the pandemic hits us and get worse. Um, you know, some of, the ho some of the hospitals we, where we donate meals, including, uh, includes uh, Lower Box Hospital, Suburban Community Hospital, Eastern Connecticut Health Network. Then the next one, we're going to, you know, focus in Florida. We're going to, you know, do more uh, hot meal drop-offs uh, to the hospitals and also the firehouses and the play stations. We actually, we just did a, a meal drop-off at the Cherry Hill. Uh, new station, a uh, police station back in, in March. So everybody love it. Well, being that I was born in Lower Bucks Hospital, I thank you very much for that. Do you have uh, a number that you're expected to see on the 9th of June, how many people you're expected to feed that night? 
Oh, we would like to feed more than uh, 100 frontline workers on the on the from, from this event. Actually, we uh, with the the band, everyone. Um, so we expect to have 160 people for the event. And it's a great time. The band comes out, plays. Everybody's. We did it in Cherry Hill for the grand opening, and everybody loved it. And then all the all the band kids they they ate afterwards, and really it was a nice time. And yeah, what you're doing there, bringing in a local high school band, that's not something you see very often, and it really says a lot about your involvement in the community. You know, so many places will bring in a jazz trio or a couple musicians or they'll pay somebody. The fact that you're bringing in a community high school band says so much about your commitment to the community. You know, and the kids get excited for it, too, because it's an event for them. You know, they get to show off, you know, what they can do, and then they get food afterwards. It's it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, yeah. So, John, we, tell us a little bit about your background yep. as the executive chef. Uh, you know, were you formally educated? You came up through the ranks. Tell us a little bit about you. So, actually, growing up, I actually uh, uh, ran a butcher shop since I was 15 years old. Not seafood, but, I mean, you know, we had a seafood market, a meat market. So, I was always flying fish, cutting, and... Um, one of the co-founders of Crab Du Jour, I've I've been uh, close with for a long time, and he's like, hey, you know, we're we're opening this thing up. I, I know you do your a lot of you know butchering, cutting, and cooking, right? Because I also had a deli, and you know we had catering. He said, you know, come on by, and so I loved the idea. I loved everything about it, and I have a passion for cooking, and like. You know, it's awesome cooking a thousand pounds of snow crabs in a day and just seeing the hot customers. It's, you know, so that's that's how I got started. I was a butcher and then became a became a a cook and then been here ever since. So, what is your favorite song that you put on top of the crabs? There, what is the one that you know if you're going to so, sit down and have dinner, you're going to go to? Yep. So I I would say I like mediums spice level so i would go with the medium hot it's just a little bit too much for me i think it takes a little bit too much away from the crab that's just me personally a lot of people love the hot you know but um it depends on what seafood i'm going with if i'm going with just shrimp or scallops i'll go with the garlic butter medium if i'm getting crab legs uh snow crab dungeness i'll go with the crab du jour because that has a mix of everything you know, but like scallops, I like them just a little lighter. And if I'm getting shrimp, I, I like a lighter sauce. So I go with the garlic butter. But uh, for snow crabs, always the crabs is your medium. Right now, you know, through the Chesapeake, we're having a big hard time with, uh, you know, the crab harvest uh, going in, you know, through the summer. It looks like it's going to be a low harvest. It was it was the lowest, the lowest since, what, 2016, I think I've seen. That's the, the projected, yeah. That's, that's correct. And, you know, we're starting to get some numbers in on other types of seafood all throughout the country. Um, you know, some of it is certainly related to demand, but some of it is also related to COVID and stuff like that. Uh, how difficult it is for you to, you know, fill your supply chain needs going with all this happening? You know, it, it is difficult sometimes. Um but, you know, like the, I personally, my restaurant is in Pennsylvania. So I'm in New Jersey. I have um, two locations in New Jersey that I run. 
and yeah. I buy direct from a guy on, right off of the Delaware Bay, a commercial fisherman that I buy. As soon as the boat comes in, I get all his blue crabs off him. Um, but the prices are, are crazy anymore. It's, you know, last week I didn't have uh, crabs at my store for like blue crabs, excuse me, for like three days. You, you, you just couldn't get them or, you know, they're 40 or $50 a dozen, $300 a bushel, which, you know, you don't want to pass that off to the customer, you know, so it, it does no, make no, it you... difficult. To, but you, you got to do what you got to do. And um, right now it's Memorial Day is really the start of blue crabs pretty much. It should get better from here on out. So I expect to have crabs in season from now till probably November with the blue crabs. And hopefully so they'll our... catch a lot and the price will come down. <laughs> I, I agree with you on that. For our listeners who want to find out more about Crown Fedora, and, uh, you know, follow you on social media and learn about all the different restaurants. How do they how do they do that? Where do they go? Yeah, Bo. Um, for the far future, uh, we, uh, through the concept, uh, is great. You know, it's a seafood concept. But we are adding more uh, new dishes, like um something like, you know, that bourbon chicken steak you know, that people love so much and also, you know, the seven fishes of the seas, you know, very exciting uh, with the fire beast feature. Uh, so the kids, you know, we we'll also offer the kids, you know, chicken tenders, fresh rinse, uh, chicken slider, fire flounders, which are very healthy and uh, and taste great. So that, so we, so it will become a very uh, family oriented uh, place, not only just a seafood spot, like crab, like a right. uh, spot. Yeah. So, so, so where also, can they go to fi- find what, us? CrabDujour.com and what's our Instagram and? Yeah, yeah. So on Instagram, CrabDujour.com. Um, so we also, you know, as you know, as I said before, that we work closely with, uh, you know, the local community. We started to sponsor some, you know, local sports teams. We spend uh, our donation program for special schools. Uh, we also start to develop a partnership with a, a nonprofit organizations such as uh, Miami Zoo and Sesame Street Park. Uh, actually, on June 15th, we're going to have a great event uh, in Miami with uh, the Miami Zoo for, for the grand opening. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, we're out of time. So, crabdujour.com? Correct. Yeah, uh, Oh, thanks, each, guys. Each franchise has their own Facebook as well. So, like, Crash Du Jour Pensalkin yeah. or Cherry Hill, and they each location has their own Instagram as well. So, tag us. All right. Thank you, Thank guys. You. That was a great yeah. interview. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, let's take a break, and we'll be right back. Tune in to Dining on a Dime to hear from Gene Blum, our chef, educator, consultant, and historian. You can find him across social media at ibfoodie2 or Gene Blum at ibfoodie2 at yahoo.com. And you can also tune in to listen to Amaris Pollock and find her across social media at arpollockus at gmail.com. Food Farms and Chefs is live at the Dish It Up Female Chef Competition with the chair of Women Against Abuse, Inc., Leslie Greenspan. Leslie, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So tell us about Women Against Abuse and uh, the event, etc. Sure. Women Against Abuse is an incredible organization 
that provides life-saving services to survivors of domestic violence and their children and also is leading the movement to end domestic violence altogether. So this is an incredible organization, and we are here tonight to try to raise as much money as we can so that this organization can continue to thrive and provide all the services that folks need. Tell us about the event. You you do it every year, correct? We do this event every year. This is our 14th event. Unfortunately, we were not able to be live and in person the last two years, but we are back, baby. We are back tonight, and we are very excited to be back live with our friends. And tell us how you do such great work. Tell us about some of the great work you do. Uh, Well, Women Against Abuse has a lot of uh, different arms, shall we say. Some of the work is um, providing safe havens, emergency shelters for folks who are fleeing domestic violence relationships. Uh, Some of it is legal services provided to help folks get protection from abuse orders. Um, Some of it is housing. Some of it is financial literacy. Some of it is behavioral health services for children and for survivors. So it's a very far-reaching organization. There's so much good work being done here. And you're doing such a great service. There's a lot of need for that. The stats are outrageous. I mean, it's it's amazing. You're right. Uh, Let's talk about this is a yearly event. How can I support this great cause? There's a website we can donate, correct? There is always a website, www.womenagainstabuse.org. You can always donate, or if if, if you happen to be here live tonight, feel free to give. There's going to be a live ask, and we have a very lofty goal of raising $30,000 in just a few minutes. So I'm hoping everyone will dig into their wallets and and help this incredible organization. And, And you do such a great job. You do such great work for the communities. Uh, let's get into that a little bit more. Talk about, you know, uh, what can people do if they're in that situation? The, the, the stats, I believe it was one in four or something. Yes, that's uh, exactly right. Uh, that have, are affected. Yes. Um, there's lots of services available through Women Against Abuse. Sometimes someone may need to call an emergency hotline, maybe in the middle of the night in need of safety in that moment. And that's a service that Women Against Abuse and several of its sister organizations provides. Uh, There's also emergency safe havens, shelters um, for emergency care. There is transitional housing for folks who have sort of graduated from the emergency care and are now reintegrating into their lives. Um, The services, like I said, are far-reaching. There's even a great deal of preventative services going on where Women Against Abuse is going into schools and teaching children about healthy relationships at a young age, which is critically important to our mission. Absolutely. And uh, the stats are staggering. One in four people are affected. If one of our listeners, you know, needs help, uh, what would be the best way to go about it uh, for your organization? Uh, there's a couple of ways. One is to call the emergency hotline, which, of course, I'm not standing here with my card in my hand, but I will get that number imminently. That's fine. Uh, you can also go to the Women Against Abuse website. There is a chat function there for folks who aren't able to use the telephone and make a phone call but can use a chat function. Those are ways you can get emergency services. Contact the organization. Contact the hotline. Um, and if you want to get involved and you want to help Women Against Abuse, also check the website, donate, get involved. There's lots of ways you can lobby uh, in Harrisburg for, for laws that are supportive of survivors and their families uh, and so many other ways to help. And what I, uh, what I love, too, is that you have events that people can support and, uh, and eat like tonight. You're going to have some of the best female chefs out there. And people will get a chance to taste this delicious food 
and support a great cause at the same time. Yes, we have the best chefs around. These folks are all women chefs coming from all over the area, providing a really diverse group of food, really interesting, creative food. Um, This is such a unique event here. This is not your typical come and sit down and have a kind of standard meal event. This is very unique. People will wander around tasting things from these different chefs. Um, And at the end of the night, there will be an award given, the Purple Dish Award, to the the chef who uh, surpasses everybody's expectations. Oh, I've been handed the hotline Oh, great. Go ahead. Should anybody need emergency help, please call the hotline. The number is 866-723-3014. And I think that's so important because one in four people are affected. And there might be a listener out there, you know, in their car listening on the radio that would need that number. So I, I really appreciate your uh, giving that number. Yeah, it could be that person. It could be that they know somebody yeah, who's exactly. affected and they want to get some information for someone else. That's okay, too. Whoever needs information, reach out. We're there. And, Leslie, also, uh, say me a guy like me, a regular guy, I have, you know, what if I say, wow, that's a great cause. Uh, I would really love to support it. The website probably. Go to and you can uh, show your support. Yes, I would start with the website. Okay. And again, it's womenagainstabuse.org. Um, there are ways to donate right there on the website, ways to get involved, whether it's to lobby Congress, whether it's to run an event yourself, whether you want to donate. There is no amount too small. These, this, this mission is way too important. Yes. So uh, we would love for regular guys like you and regular gals like me to jump in, get involved in any way you can. And they can actually volunteer and help too, correct? Yes, there are lots of ways to volunteer, lots of ways. That's great. That is so great. Leslie... Leslie Greenspan, the chair of Women Against Abuse. Amherst Pollock has joined us. Amherst. So I want to add to that, which is on your website, womenagainstabuse.org, also has different tabs where you can actually sign up online um, for training sessions to become an advocate. So I I just wanted to make sure that I put that out there, too, because that's important. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Now, Leslie, if... You were to tell anybody one thing about your events that would make them want to run down here right now, what would you say? Oh, man, just one thing. All right, let me see if I can do it. (laughs) This is the most unique, delicious, and fabulous event you will come to this year. Come down to the link, celebrate with us, eat delicious food, drink purple cocktails, support an amazing cause with Women Against Abuse. That is fantastic. So is that your message for uh, your final message? That's our, our final message for tonight. Come on down. Support Women Against Abuse in any way you can. We need your help. We can't do it without you. Leslie Greenspan, the chair of Women Against Abuse. Amherst Pollock, any further questions? No further questions. I just want to also put that number out there once again. It is 1-866-723-3014. And you can reach out also through women abu- womenagainstabuse.org. And this is so important. You guys do such great work. You're helping a lot of people, and I want to thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for giving us a place to put this message out because we can't. We just can't shout it from the rooftops Absolutely. enough how much we need everyone to jump in and help here. And we want all our listeners to support Women Against Abuse. They're doing great work. Thank you very much, Leslie. And we are here with Maddie uh-huh. uh, from Mad Sweets. Yep. Your name alone I love. Let's talk about Mad Sweets. Uh, actually, my friend came up with the name. Uh, we were thinking of names for the business, and uh, 
That's what he suggested, so we went with it, and we liked the two Ds, so to make it distinguished there from everybody else. Yeah, yeah. and you started by telling us uh, the story behind Mad Sweets. Let's talk about that. Sure. So actually, the person sitting right next to me was my first pastry instructor. Um, I actually was a culinary arts major, but I decided I like pastry better, um, and it just became a passion. I spent like all of my time. Cr- I create all my own recipes. I only sell my own recipes, and. Um, I just ba- I've been baking for family, friends, coworkers for years, and when I got married, my wife wanted to be a business owner, so we kind of just put them together, and here we are. And that is entrepreneurship <laughs> at its finest, right? Absolutely, yeah. You were yeah. making food for your friends and family, and let's make a business. Absolutely, and when we wanted to cater. I do a lot of vegan uh, baking and a lot of gluten-free baking, so and, we want to be for everybody. And I was talking to a chef earlier today. Believe it or not, the most common-asked question to our show, we've been on the air four years. Oh, yeah? Oh, wow. And it's wonderful. always about vegan and vegetarian. Really? You know, what can I do? Where can I go? Et cetera. Okay. So that's interesting. Yes. We, so okay. it's a very popular uh, thing. It is. A, it is, absolutely. So I'm trying to get into the vegan scene, so we do a lot of, lot of vegan cookies and cupcakes. How about that? Yeah. yeah. And I would like to talk about what was your pivot from cooking to family and friends? You're cooking for your... Your, you know, your fam- friends and family. Was there anything specific that made you take the leap for the business? I think it was. Um, I went to, I went to an event last year just to. Uh, I had, I didn't have an actual business yet. I was just kind of getting my feelers out there, and I realized how much I enjoyed uh, giving food out to people I didn't even know. You know, strangers. I just enjoy people eating my food and uh that event was like one of the most fun things i've ever done and so i think that was when i realized like okay i need to springboard this and get it moving into an actual business now you said that you are at a table next to walnut hill college yes, right yeah and your instructor uh yes chef stetcher stecker was my uh, pastry instructor my very first one i actually was a culinary arts major but i had a pastry elective and uh that i chose and she was my teacher so she, she was honestly, I told her earlier, she's kind of the, the wheels that got this moving. How about that? Yeah. And it, isn't that interesting that you go to culinary school, you not only become a business owner, uh-huh. but you're giving back to the community. Absolutely. You know, by being uh, at this great event. Yep. And you're next to your culinary instructor. <laughs> that is so cool. Yes. Amherst yeah. Pollock. Um, so I want to ask you because... I got a little taste of the lavender ice cream, and it is amazing. What you. inspired you for creating this dish? Sure. So I was told it needed to be purple, um, and I was trying to think, you know, purple food. Blueberry came to mind, but I thought, you know what? I want to take a little bit of a leap and try lavender. Uh, so I experimented with it, and uh, that cookie kind of came to mind uh, one day after a stressful day at work. And uh, I thought, why not combine them? Uh, kind of the warm of the cinnamon with the floral of the lavender and the salt with the pretzel. Mm. Um, so I, I really just wanted to take a risk, and that's where it was born. It's definitely a risk that <laughs> panned out. It's absolutely delicious. I haven't Thank actually you. gotten any of the cookie yet, but <laughs> just the, the combination of the sweet and the um, the floral together with the uh-huh. salty yeah. is amazing. Thank with you. the crunch and its multiple textures. Mm-hmm. So, um, Thank you. What other kinds of foods do you uh, like create? Like, obviously, sure. you know, you're you're a sweets person. <laughs> yeah. So, um, how many, you know, how many ice creams do you make or how many, you know, varieties of cookies or baked goods do you offer? Sure. So, actually, this is the first time I've ever made ice cream. Uh, like to give to people other than my family. Uh, but my business is mostly cookies and cupcakes. Okay. Um, so I probably have about 
10 flavors of cookies, not including, I, I, most of my cookies are in gluten-free and vegan options as well. And then I have a ton of cupcake flavors. I couldn't even mention them all to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I kind of just go off of flavors I like and different things that you wouldn't find other places. I try to make myself stand out. Now, you said that you're relatively new before we actually started digging into the interview. Uh -huh. um, so tell our listen listeners where to find you and, like, how new you, new you are and, you know, what inspired you to come here and to participate in Dish It Up. Sure. So um, I uh, found out about the competition, and I thought it might be great to, to get myself out there. And I'll, this is also an amazing cause. I mean, yeah. you, can't, you can't think of a better cause than this. Um, so I thought, you know, why not? Um, and in terms of where people can find me, we have a website, madsweets.com. We're on Facebook. Um, our, their, our Facebook like search for us is Mad Sweets for All, which bases from wanting to have something for everybody. So, you know, I do soy-free, dairy-free, egg-free, vegan, gluten-free. Um, so we're on Facebook and our website. Um, we're doing a lot of events around the Lansdale area, but we also ship our cookies out. Oh, that's good. Do you yeah. use um, Gold Belly or anything like that? Not yet. We'll hopefully get into that kind of thing soon. Uh, we're so new, but uh, we're going to ship our cookies, and uh, we're doing a lot of events in the suburbs. Uh, this We're going to be at uh, New Hope Pride next weekend, and uh, or this weekend, rather, and a bunch of First Fridays and things. Okay, nice. I actually want to talk about the great town of Lansdale. Uh, yeah. It's a good town. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, it's a beautiful place. It is. I, I would like to talk about uh, how great is it to be serving the community because you're providing a great service. I mean, yes. Thank uh, uh, talk about that. I grew up in Lansdale, lived there my whole life. Um, I always thought of it as kind of a, like a sleepy town growing up. It doesn't right. have much in the way of like kind of unique bakeries or really any bakery. Um, definitely not, you know, the, the food scene for those with certain dietary restrictions or dietary choices. So I am really excited. Uh, I think the government in Lansdale is really trying to wake it up a right. little more. Uh, it's a very up-and-coming town, so I am honored to be there and, and hopefully serve it well. Now, do you have regular uh, people? Because, you know, Lansdale has people. Do you have people that come in regularly? So right now we're working out of um, a commercial, like a shared space, a okay. shared commercial kitchen. So I have people, mostly people I know, getting my stuff nice. right now um, just because we're so new. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I've had repeat customers and we're hoping when we get to events people will see our yeah. name and think of us uh, we're hoping crossing our fingers if everything turns out we would like to get a food truck now you made that ice cream because that I ice cream was top notch that thank is you. delicious yes, I did make it. yes and the cookie yes. is delicious thank you so much yes. th that is fantastic thank you how new are you i don't think we got into that um oh, did yeah, we? very new i mean i've been doing it you know just kind right of for my family and friends for years but we just got licensed like a month ago so we're very new oh wow very new. <laughs> yeah. and i'll tell you what we have had some very popular brand new places be the first on our show oh brother at second and oh, market yeah? was on our sh our second show oh wow that's awesome and now they're a big hit Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> Bakchun awesome. Korean uh, uh -huh. down in, you know, Bakchun and Old City. Oh, okay. Uh, they okay. were on our show. Oh, is that right? Uh, before they, when they first opened. Really? So, it's wow. on, so you are in a company of great places. Thank you. Spotbird. Okay. Oh, yes, I've heard of them. Yep, that's and, awesome. And uh, a lot of uh, very popular restaurants now have been on our show when they first opened. Uh, oh, and I did a segment on ESPN Radio. Really? From Middle Child, and I didn't know they were a week old. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I was back when the they first opened. There, huh? <laughs> but uh, what that's is awesome. your most popular thing that you make? 
What do you? What uh, do people? What do you? My chocolate chip cookies, probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that cookie was so good. Thank you very much. That's I can only imagine. <laughs> I could only imagine your chocolate chip. That's <laughs> Thank fantastic. You. Thank you so much. No, I will say I second that your ice cream is phenomenal. Thank like you. Like the flavors, because lavender is definitely a flavor that is tricky. It's very because tricky. if you do it, overdo it too much, it has that soapy Soap. taste. Yes. yes. So yep. you ex- executed this perfectly. Thank you so much. And I did finally get some of that, that cookie <laughs> with the cinnamon in uh-huh. it, and it's a the combo is is definitely risky, but it yeah, comes very, off very very well. Thank you, thank you. Took a big. I was a little nervous coming into this, but I, I thought you know what, bigger go home, right? Yeah. So yeah. Now you're saying that you're out of a commercial kitchen. So yep. is that something where people can go online and pre-order and pick up there, or is it somewhat you know an open window that they can walk up to? Right. So it's a shared space, uh, but you uh, so we you know we share it with others. Uh, we book our own time. You can pick up there. Uh, it's in North Wales, uh, Pennsylvania, but we also ship things. Uh, we ship cookies, and we're also event-based. Okay. So people can pre-order for their events and pick it up, or they can find us in an event if they only let, like, six for themselves or something, um, and then we're also ship out. So. All right. Thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you. You guys are great. Thank you, thank you so, so much. much. Philly Restaurant Reviews with an S.com. More information about the show, Amherst Pollock. You can find me on the web uh, on all social media under Amorous Pollock or AR Pollockus and email me directly at arpollockus at gmail.com. Chef Jane. You can find me across social media at ibfoodie2 or at Gene Blum. And you can also uh, email me directly at ibfoodie, the number two, at yahoo.com. We'll see you next week. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and many more social media platforms at Food Farms and Chefs. You can also email us at diningonadime at yahoo.com if you'd like to have us do a live show for your event or business. Tune in to Dining on a Dime to hear from Gene Blum, our chef, educator, consultant, and historian. You can find him across social media at ibfoodie2 or Gene Blum at ibfoodie2 at yahoo.com. And you can also tune in to listen to Amaris Pollock and find her across social media at A-R-P-O-L-L-O-C-K-U-S at gmail.com. To become a sponsor of our show and have your business or event promoted on every single podcast platform, two Philadelphia radio stations on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. evening drive time, an FM station in New York, and to the millions of Facebook users worldwide with access to the Facebook mobile app. Send us an email to either foodfarmsandchefs at yahoo.com or diningonadime at yahoo.com.